0: Doing welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. It's Friday, the weekend is upon us. Rock and roll. Hopefully, you're out there uh, partying up. If you don't have restrictions in your state, get you some, uh, you know, some good old boobies, man. Also, tonight, for members only on the YouTube channel, we have our first members only live chat next week we have the members only conference call if you'd like to become a member of the insane throttle throttle club go over to youtube and hit the join button we have a dollar a month and 9.99 a month you get special perks and all that good stuff through the throttle club not to mention if this COVID don't ruin it we're gonna be having rumble in the woods for the members only. Uh, come in July today. Big story. Big story. We covered this when it happened. It had to do with the Iron Order Motorcycle Club in Pennsylvania. There was a court case where one of their members got into it with uh, somebody and uh. A lady ended up dying in there. She got pushed in the street. And it went to court on a civil case. Yes, Ray Lebowski, he uh, testified against his old club. It's funny actually reading the decision from the appellate court because the initial report or the initial uh, judgment by uh, the local uh, district court, I believe it was, found the iron order wasn't liable for the actions of its members. The appellate court reaffirmed in a decision today. Now, why is that good for everybody? I say, take Iron Order out of the equation, because I know there's going to be a lot of haters on this video. I get it. Take them out of the equation if that decision was not reached like it should have been all the motorcycle clubs would have been in trouble even the ones that you guys support I don't care which one it was that you support they would be facing a whole lot of hurting right now if this went bad in Pennsylvania because it would have set precedent for the rest of the country I believe I'm not a lawyer at least it would have in Pennsylvania. So what's that have to do with everything? Well, say you're in Cali or say you're in Chicago or on the East Coast, and one of your members in Arizona or Texas, whatever it is, wherever the club's at, commits something like what happened in this case. It could have been an accident. It couldn't, you know, might have not have been. I don't know. But anyway, they file a civil suit, saying, "Well, your club's responsible for the action of this member because he was a member of your club." Now you're sitting over here in California saying, "Wait a second, we have no control over what he does." There you go. That's why. This decision was so important. They went and they fought it. They were actually being sued, I believe, for $10 million. $10 million. Now, you're going to say, well, you know, clubs don't have that kind of... (laughs) Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you on that. A lot of clubs have their uh, clubhouses. They bought them. You just seen one club out in the Bronx spend over three-something million, was it? My numbers are off, but I know it was about a million or something uh, like that. Very expensive. They bought it. So if this case set precedent around the country, next thing you know, they're going after the clubhouses. They're going after anything they can attach to that motorcycle club. Just look what they're trying to do with the Mongols in California. I believe that's in the Ninth Circuit of Appeals. I might be wrong, but I believe it's in Appeals. They're going after the trademark of the Mongols. Yes, the trademark. They're also ones that found a whole club, uh, and I don't know how this happens, found a whole club uh, guilty of Rico, which led to this type of stuff. And this case was going back to Doc uh, you know, Doc, you know, that rat. A lot of the guys uh, now didn't have nothing to do with them at that time. But they were still found guilty of RICO. And the government tried to take their trademark, the whole nine yards, and now it's going through court. It was, you know, there's the Save the Patch movement. So if the government can try to hit you on the criminality end, what makes you think if this would have passed, where they did hold the Iron Order, liable what it would done for all the clubs because now you have a criminality end of it and then you got a civil end of it so they'll be hitting the clubs on both sides the uh, you know the fence here if it wasn't for the Mongols having to be having the ability to get great lawyers paid their fines That would have been uh, another case that would have really hurt everybody. That's why you see, you know, know, a lot of people say, well, why don't clubs come together? Well, in that case, they did because it would have affected the whole scene. And I know just because it was an Iron Order case, I know clubs that were silently, you know, expressing, hey, man, I hope they win that case because then it'll come after us. You know, Iron Order is one thing that you can go after these one percenters and say, uh-uh, your guy committed a crime, we're going after them, we're going after you, we're going to take you down. Kind of sounds like a freaking totalary, uh deal what they would do, huh? But that is what was won with this case now I don't know if they're gonna appeal the appeals you know cuz then it takes some big money to go so I don't know what the plaintiff's next steps gonna be but hopefully they keep on fighting if uh, it keeps going because after all again it's gonna affect the whole damn scene so if you're an Iron Order hater Put your dumb shit aside, and look at the case. Again, take them out of the equation. This is a big win for the scene. You should be happy. You should be ecstatic. Especially some of the officers for some of these bigger clubs. $10 million they were suing for. Now a district level, then the appeals court level said, you know, no, you can't do that. What would that have been saying if they ruled against the Iron Order? Better squeeze your butt cheeks, man, because they get ready to screw you civilly if one of your members across the country caused a problem. So I believe that this is an awesome type of deal. Clubs should be celebrating uh, the victory. Because every little victory is worth a lot. The Mongols one was when you know the district court said, hey, you know, we're not going to take their patches or their trademark. So let's hope they win on appeal. The more victories you have for the club scene, the better for the clubs. So We're going to be covering that story. You know, there's a couple points out of that I'm going to read. There is a link over on HarleyLiberty.com. It's like a 32-page opinion that you can go through and find out exactly what the judge had to say. We also have coming up a bunch of good stories, man. I really enjoy doing the good stories, and I say it time and time again especially during this time of year. A lot of states are going into lockdowns, which a lot of families are starting to hurt right now. Reading a couple stories about people that would have never thought about using a food pantry are now having to do it. They're suffering out there. And bikers are stepping forward. And they need to be acknowledged for stepping forward. The Calaveros, man, I read some uh, stories about them yesterday. We're going to be doing that today again. So, let's get on to the biker news. Ah, here we go. I got the wrong uh, thing here, don't I? (laughs) Give me a break, man. Give me a break. It's Friday. Anyway, HarleyLiberty.com, yes, that's where you can get all your daily news, Uh, Iron Order wins appeal. Appeals court rejects liability against National Motorcycle Club in $10 million Fatal bra. Appeals court rejects it uh, against the National Motorcycle Club. Uh, The club was facing liability in connection with the 2015 fight that left a woman dead. Now, here's the link. You can actually click on it. And it has to be, it was titled Appeal from the Judgment entered November 16th of 2018 in the Court of Common Pleas of Philadelphia County Civil Division, uh, the July Term 2015, number 00429. Highlights of the ruling, and I got the highlights here on there for you. Like I said, you can actually go to the site, click on it, it'll give you the PDF. Of the entire ruling. One, all references to the IOMC in this memorandum are to the national or international IMOC. Otherwise uh, stated, the parties have referred to the IMOC as the national IOMC or the international IOMC. Interchangeably, throughout this lit- litigation, the local reading, uh, Pennsylvania chapter of the IOMC, in which some of the participants of the events, forming the genesis of this litigation, were members, and which is not a party to this litigation, will be referred to as the local chapter. Basically, what it's doing is giving you a breakdown of how it's structured. Uh, two, the appellant did not name the local chapter as a defendant in this case, the fight appellant filed her fourth and most recent amended complaint on July 20 or 31st of 2017 the iomc filed a motion of uh, for summary judgment the honorable linda carpenter denied the motion on March 5th of 2018 the order deny and release states the motion is denied as genuine issues of material fact remain Say, Specifically, it is for a jury to determine where members of the IOMC engaged in the fight in their capacity as agents of moving uh, defendants, whether members of the IOMC were required to act per rules governing their membership, and the level of control. There's a big one level of control of the IOMC over its chapters and members. Earlier in the proceedings, Mr. Whitefield served as the IOMC's counsel. On February 5th 2018, appellant uh, filed a motion to disqualify Mr. Whitfield from representing the IOMC, claiming Mr. Whitfield was a necessary witness to discuss the IOMC's culture of violence and violation of its own bylaws. From a hearing on April 4th 2018, the court disqualified Mr. Whitfield from representing the IOMC as lead counsel, but permitted Mr. Whitefield's law firm to continue representing them. There's an, And this is an overview again. Mr. Lebeski. Yeah, oh, lollipop. Expert report. He claimed to be an expert cast the IOMC in a profoundly negative light. According to Mr. Lebeski, under his presidency, the IOMC was the largest, most successful law-abiding motorcycle club in history. Dude, this guy's fucking stroking. Mr. Lebeski opened the new leader, uh, appeened the new leadership of the IOMC, transformed it into a violent, outlaw motorcycle gang. Appellate's claims against all defendants named in the complaints other than the IOMC and Mr. Martin were resolved prior to the trial. If you go and read the actual uh, decision, man, Old Lollipop, you're an idiot, man. You know what? You need to just go away. You're, you're a joke. Uh, now, let next story, here we go. Vancouver, up north. Delta police say drug ring ties to both Hells Angels and UN gang shutdown. So far, more than a dozen people have been arrested and a major amount of drugs seized along with firearms, cash, and vehicles, this one by Kim Bolin. Delta police say an investigation into local trafficking has led to the disruption of an $18 dollar drug operation with links to both the Hells Angels and the UN gang. So far, more than a dozen people have been arrested and major amounts of drugs seized along with firearms, cash, and vehicles. Search warrants were executed late last month at two Delta locations as well as three commercial buildings in Richmond. Delta Police Public Affairs Coordinator, Chris Lekvich said in a news release. She said the probe began in August after community members raised concerns about drug dealing in South Delta. The probe split into two branches, one dubbed Project Rolling Thunder and the other Project Big Smoke. As part of Rolling Thunder, police seized $193,000 in cash, about $70,000 worth of engagement rings, ATVs, Harley Davidsons. Including one with a support sticker for the Hells Angels and several other vehicles, some with secret compartments, a Walther uh, 9mm uh, caliber pistol with loaded magazine, Swiss Army's 22, a Heckler and Cock 40, and an SKS assault rifle. I gotta get my hands on an SKS, man. Also were seized, were hundreds of individually packaged amounts of meth, fentanyl, crack, ecstasy, and oxy, as well as 330 grams of magic mushrooms and 32 kilograms of illicit cannabis. They didn't get their cut. They they don't like that when you sell illegal cannabis, man. Uh, quote, when had, uh, what had started as a response to community frustration over street-level drug dealing quickly grew into a significant investigation for our crime reduction unit. Uh, in addition to the drugs and firearm seizures, our initial search warrants yielded even more information to keep the investigation going. The Richmond buildings searched October 28th were all suspected to be large-scale illicit Cannabis growing operations. Misusing medical marijuana licenses. The big smoke end of the probe resulted in the seizure of more than 18,000 pot plants and 633 kilograms of dried cannabis. Don't blame the plants. Don't destroy them. (laughs) Investigators believe these sites were capable of producing approximately 18 million annually. black market cannabis sales you know what lower the taxes man Uh, there are going to be civil uh, forfeiture suits and have been filed with the BC now motorcycle riding club supports brother with MS through Harley draw rock and roll gotta love it baby Uh, bikers may have a reputation of being rough and tough but they have a heart too. Man, I actually starting to like this uh, newspaper. Uh, North Onagon and a riding club is organizing a fundraiser to help a friend in need. James Dennison, president of the Iron Roughneck Brotherhood Riding Club, says it has put together a benefit for his lifelong friend, Kevin Baird, who suffers from MS. The benefit includes a draw for a sweep bike a top-of-the-line 2013 Harley-Davidson Road King. Dennis says prior to his diagnosis some years ago, Baird was a fellow rider and the kind of guy who was a friend to everybody. He'd give you the shirt off his back. He'd stop on the side of the road to help people bring their bike back to the shop and repair a flat tire. And then not accept any money for it. Rock and roll. That's a biker right there, baby. We look after our own. Baird has since had to give up riding, but that doesn't mean you can't help him out with chance of winning your own wheels. All proceeds minus the cost of repairs to the salvage bike will go to Baird and also to the MS Society Canada. The odds of winning are good, just five hundred tickets were printed at one hundred dollars apiece. It's a gorgeous bike and fast too, I'm a little bit jealous. Meanwhile, Barrett has lost his home and is living in a camper. Oh my god. Tickets are available through the club's Facebook page or in person for members. Dennis is quick to point out the club is not affiliated with any 1%ers and is not a motorcycle gang. We're just a bunch of beer drinkers with a motorcycle problem. There you go. Uh, here we go. Let's see here. Burke's Mont News. Burke's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club is honored. Uh, the Blue Light Knights uh, Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club received recognition on the floor of Congress from the U.S. Rep. Dan Mauser during its meeting November 16th at Johnny and Sons in Robencia. Uh, the group was presented with a ceremony copy of the Congressional Record. Commanding uh, Marine in the honor. Quote, Members of the Blue Knights have not only donned the uniform and served our communities and the nation themselves, but they also continue their service as good citizens in aiding law enforcement and veteran causes. Our community and our nation are better for their count, uh, continued selfless uh, service and dedication. He noted such recent activities as the chapter's benefit ride and pig roast in support of the Burke Sheriff's Office canine unit and its distribution of Memorial Day flags for veterans' graves. The Blue Knights uh, is a group of active and retired law enforcement officers and veterans who enjoy riding motorcycles and engaging in charitable activities. During the meeting, the Blue Knights recognized. Uh, the Jarrett Yonder Foundation and Classic Harley Davidson Burn Township for helping the group achieve its goal. Now, let's go to Leader.Call. Punisher LEMC feeds uh, first responders. On Saturday, the Punisher's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club Free State Chapter hosted an appreciation uh, breakfast for local first responders. The Punisher L.E.M.C. is made up of active and prior service military, police, firefighters, and a select few like-minded individuals. Quote, as most of us have been in service in different capacities as first responders for years, we know how hard the average day can be, and we know how something as simple as a free meal can seem to lighten the load, even just for a few minutes, said Thomas Big Tiny. Uh, President of the Free State chapter, we just wanted to show our local first responders that we are extremely thankful for all they do. The group served breakfast to approximately 100 first responders, including emergency room staff at South Central Regional Medical Center, who are on the front line fighting COVID-19. Rock and roll. Uh now nah, I really like this one cuz everybody the Buffalo Soldiers they worked their ass off for the community. BMW Motorrad honors Buffalo Soldiers motorcycle club in new docu series. Rock and Roll docu series. Uh, BMW Motorrad USA went back to its roots in a campaign for the launch of its R18. Rather than a 30 second spot the automaker maker created a five part docu series called Heritage Road, which follows the Buffalo Soldiers Motorcycle Club, a group that honors the Buffalo Soldiers, the first all-black peacetime regiments of the U.S. military founded in 1866. Like the Buffalo Soldiers, the BMW's Motorrad uh, Heritage harks back to the early 20th century when its first line of motorbikes, the R5, was released. Agency Hill Holiday sought to find a parallel between the Heritage and the Buffalo Soldiers Motorcycle Club by following two members and BMW enthusiasts in the docu-series, Paul Stringer, a.k.a. Beamer, and Rob Griffiths, known as Son of Beamer, or SOB. These people were BMW enthusiasts despite being in a club that wasn't exclusive to BMW, uh, the creative director at Hill Holiday said It gave us a different way of thinking about heritage BMW's kick-ass bikes, man <laughs> Let's go with my final thought Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news Now at HarleyLiberty.com Founded in 2012 Insane Throttle Biker News Has been the place that all bikers come For what's happening in the scene Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com Right Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Okay, we're back. <clears throat> Don't forget, members of the Throttle Club, tonight there is a members only stream. All you have to do is get on the regular way you do with any live stream, but it is a members-only deal. Next week, the video conference, as I was talking about, we're going to you know, talk about all kinds of subjects, uh, how the radio show's going, what's going on in the scene, what can make the scene better, what can make the show better, the whole nine yards, man. So bring your thoughts and suggestions. Again, if you want to join it's as simple as hitting the join button <laughs> also man uh we just got off the live show with uh that's actually um recording right after the live show of hollywood and china doll show lots of good topics over there make sure you get uh subscribe to the youtube channel or listen to us on iheart or spotify or any of that kind of stuff because we're over there too next week tuesday we will be live 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and a special Thanksgiving edition of the Hollywood and China Doll Show live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Good stuff over there, and I really appreciate all you uh, guys and gals that came over er, from uh, Motorcycle Madhouse uh, with all the support. It's great stuff. Uh, Iron Order, yeah, Iron Order. Go over there and look at the decision. Get informed. See how good this is for the rest of the motorcycle club scene. It was a big win, man. When I seen that, I was like, damn, they survived appeals. I was actually a little nervous when it was being appealed. One, because I know the amount of money that you have to put in to get an appeal. So It was cool that they were able to afford that. But you never know on appeals what the hell's gonna happen. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if they went in front of a three-judge panel or the whole court. But yeah, it can be nerve-wracking when it comes to going to the appeals process. So yeah, I, I encourage it, man. There's 31 pages over there. Go check it out. Uh, as far as what's going on in the scene with bikers helping each other, that is some great stuff really is, that uh, epitomizes what bikers are really about, and I really appreciate at least the news doing something on that, man, everything is usually bad, but this has been good, and I already know I'm going to get haters for covering the LEMC stuff, but if we're going to be down the middle, we got to be down the middle, we got a lot of people that emailed asking me why don't I cover them either. Uh, So, I'm covering the whole biker scene as a whole. You guys do the research. You guys make the decisions based on what you think, what you research, the whole nine yards. I might have an opinion, but hey, you got to do it in the end. Also, over on HarleyLiberty.com, every other other two days, I'm dropping op-eds down. Make sure you go take a look at them. Boy, do I get people's blood going over there, man, with some of the opinions that I hold on HarleyLiberty.com. It's funny shit. I can tell you it's funny. Just go through the comments, and you're like, my God, dude, your blood, you're going to blow your heart up with your pressure going up that damn high, man. So I do get controversial, but what it is, is I break down emails that are sent to me. Uh, If you want to send me an email and have me look at it, and maybe do an op-ed on it, uh, go ahead and send that to info at InsaneThrottleBikerNews.com. I got a video coming out uh, tomorrow at 8 o'clock a.m. for everybody, uh, because uh, once a week, uh, the, tomorrow's for everybody, once a week I'm going to try to do channel members-only videos. So, got a lot of busy stuff going on around here, man, a lot of stuff. But with that, you guys have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday with more biker news. Don't forget to share me like a hooker, as we say in Hollywood and China now.